Welcome to Will It Game, the podcast about creating crappy board games from one board family. This is your host, Ryan Gatowski, joined as always by... Rick White. And Ryan, with our special circumstances today, we're recording before noon, and I don't know that I'm responsible for anything I say before noon. Like, that seems dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're going to be more on point with, like, your thoughts and stuff and less distracted, Uh, but also I think that you're more creative at night, so we'll see if this works. Sorry, I saw a bird. What did you say? Oh my goodness, this is not going to end well. I see it already. So... So we have a special guest. We have a guest judge. And as always on the show, our guest judge is going to be the one who makes the call on which of these board games is the least crappy of the two board game pitches. This week, we have Ronak Chitalia from Chai and Games. How are you doing today? I'm great, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, Absolutely. I'm just waiting for you guys to pitch some amazing board games. Oh, oh, you might be so, waiting a long time. <laughs> I don't think you've gone back and listened to enough episodes if you think they're going to be amazing. But we take that as a compliment. Yes, so. thank you. So, Ronak, uh, can you tell us about Chai and Games and what you're doing in your home country of India? Yes. So, Chai and Games started as a board game cafe three years ago. And in the pandemic, I realized that a lot of people want to play games, but they can't meet each other, right? So we started hosting a lot of online games with available resources. And here we are after maybe a year of the pandemic lockdown, and we have kind of uh, branched out into making content creation for, uh, you know, the local games, which are available in India, Mm -hmm. as well as some beautiful and international board games, which are available out there. That's awesome. And you actually just hit a milestone on your YouTube channel. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, we hit a small milestone of 10,000 subscribers recently. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I, would, I can just, all I can do is just appreciate all the love from people. Absolutely. That is such a cool milestone. So we are going to get started. We're going to pitch you two board games based on the theme that you chose. You chose the theme of beaches. So uh, we're going to do our best to pitch you two board games on the on the theme of beaches. And hopefully these uh, these get you ready for some summer fun. So you ready? Yep. Let's. let's All right. Yeah. So, Rick, are you going to go first? Sure. I can go first now. All right. Now. um, a beach vacation can be so nice. You know, the sun, the sand, the waves. But let's not pretend it's all, you know, a day at the beach, as they like to say. You've got to fight the sunburn, the crowds, the nasty, smelly seaweed that the residents always say definitely wasn't there last week. You know, <laughs> in my game, you'll be taking a weeks-long beach vacation and trying to maximize your f- happiness out on the beach while avoiding all those pitfalls. And so my game is simply called Let's Go to the Beach. So each round will represent a day of your visit, and you'll be planning your visit, making sure you get um, the time that you go out to the beach just right so that you get enough sleep, but that it's not too hot and the crowds aren't too bad. You'll also pack your bag. Of course, the more stuff you carry, the more annoyed you'll be. But it may lead to a better experience if you make sure you bring the umbrella, the extra sunscreen, and maybe some sand toys. You'll also need to figure out how long you'll stay out. Because, you know, the more time at the ocean, the more fun you'll have. But maybe the more you'll get sunburned. So players, um, in this game, it's kind of got a little bitty uh, board. I'm not imagining something huge. But um, there's a board where you'll put player markers to mark your time of departure. 
and then you'll choose uh, from a supply of cards that you'll have. Um, some of them will be like permanent cards. Some of them will be temporary cards based on what they are. Um, like a beach chair, you can totally keep a beach chair from round around. But you know, maybe some food and some snacks; those will just be temporary boosts. Um, but you'll get to you'll decide which cards you want to play for that round. Um, the clock starts with whichever um, person has chosen to go out the earliest. And for each hour that passes, a beach card will be drawn. Now, most of these will just be like the, you know, the sun is shining bright. But some, and some might even bring bonuses. Hey, look, you found a sand dollar. Um, but some will occasionally bring bad news. Uh, perhaps there's bad weather. Maybe there's a red tide. Maybe the loud college kids are nearby. Or maybe you step on something underwater. Heck, maybe you even see an old man in a thong. But mm. each hour that passes will wow. increase or decrease your happiness level. Um, the round continues until everyone has decided to head back to the hotel. And after five rounds, the player that has the most happiness accrued wins. And that is Let's Go to the Beach. Mm. Interesting. Okay. I want so. to I want to promote that my game is the first to feature an old man in a thong. So I, I think that should give it bonus points right away. That's true. In 66 episodes, we've never encountered that. Yeah. So that's something. So, so Ronak, do you feel like uh, asking some questions of Rick's game now or holding your questions till later? I would like to hold my questions right now, but yeah, okay. I have a ton of questions. Yeah, understandable. Okay. Very understandable. So I'm not a big fan of the beach, so I see myself playing Rick's game and just drawing bad card after bad card after bad card. You know, oh, you got stung by a jellyfish. Oh, you're super sunburned. Oh, you know, somebody like moved your towel and you can't find your wallet and keys anymore. Yeah. This is how I experience the beach. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So my game is called King of the Sandcastle. This is a dexterity game that puts up to four players against one another. It's best played with three to four players, ideally. Players draw eight wooden shapes from a bag of, uh, basically, if you think of something similar to, um, uh, I cannot think of the game right now. So what is the stacking game? that uh, Junk art? Junk art, yeah. So yeah. you've got lots of different uh, shapes within that bag. So you're going to draw eight wooden shapes from the bag. And each round, players are going to draft a single token from their hand. It's their choice to build their sandcastle. Now, each player has a player card that they're going to be randomly dealt at the beginning of the game. And the rule is that they have to fit all of the pieces in a, in a you know, vertical alignment so that it's not hanging off and, like, jutting out to the sides. It's got to stay within their footprint of their card. Players are going to draft a piece, place it on their board, and then wrote, uh, hand the rest of their uh, pieces to the player to their left. So people are going to be drafting from different pieces that come around the table. And you'll see, because there's eight pieces, four players, you're going to see that first hand twice. So you're going to get to draft two from that hand. Once a player has built their structure with the eight wooden pieces that they've drafted, then the fun begins. Players will draw three action cards from an action card deck. They must draw, draft one card from the hand that they have, then pass it to their left, and then choose one additional card. So you're going to get two action cards during the second phase of this game, and that third card is just going to go into a discard pile. These action cards can either be helpful or 
or they can be devious to the other players. The action cards are going to say things like, add a new piece to the player three spaces to your left or to your right. So you're going to have to count the number of players at the table and see if it falls on yourself or see if it falls on another player. You can end up adding pieces to your own structure based on the player count, or you can add pieces to another person's structure. There's also cards that allow you to take a piece from the top of their structure and remove it. Now, the these action cards, once everybody's played both their action cards, the game comes to an end, and the player with the tallest sandcastle is going to be the winner. Now, we have an interesting tiebreaker situation because if two people have the exact same height sandcastle, they have to go through what is called the stability test. The player with the smallest castle is allowed to shake the table until one of the structures falls over. The last standing structure is the winner and is the king of the sandcastle. Wow. Okay. I did not anticipate the shaking of the table as part of the rules. Um, yeah, it uh, it, mostly, it throws you off. Yeah, mostly because yeah. that has nothing to do with sandcastles and is not applicable at all. Well, all of the <laughs> all of the wooden pieces are tan colored. Oh, so oh yeah, duh, duh. Okay, you know? I take it all back. I take it all back. <laughs> is, is that shaking of the table like, like simulating an earthquake or thematically? How is that tying in your game? So, so that's basically uh, the stability test is which person's structure was built the most stable. So I I think of it as like, yes, it's important to build the structure tall, but if you, if you do not take into account the stability, you're going to mess yourself up because if it comes down to a tiebreaker, you're going to lose. I I say you just throw a big bucket of water at it. Like this is the beach, man. You know, maybe you're in your house, but who cares? Or maybe it simulates that they're building a hotel down the street and they just had to blow up something. Who knows? Or maybe demolishing a hotel. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, Well, let me go back to the earlier game, which is the Let's Go to the Beach. Right, and I right. I like the name because it's it's and the theme of it because obviously you know every time when you go to the beach there's somebody who says that let's go to the beach, right, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how the plan happens. And after that, you guys you have to figure out stuff that okay, when do you mm-hmm. come back? And obviously, when you go to the beach, it's a public shared space, so you you don't know what you might see there. I've seen some pretty uh, surprising stuff at the beach as well. Like mm-hmm. the, the old man in a thong sometimes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I kind of like that thing. Uh, but is it is it only based on cards? Is there any other uh, thing also to it? Um, I'm thinking, well, you've got the pieces that are... You'll have something that has to simulate time. I don't know if we'll use cards or if we'll use kind of like the clock from Mysterium. Or if, there's a few other games that have it where you just kind of push the hand as time goes by. Um but as uh, there'll be just a smaller board that will replicate the turn order. I'd like for this to be a small game. Maybe we uh-huh. even waterproof it so you can play Let's Go to the Beach while you're at the beach. How meta mm. would that be? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Okay. Excellent. And you said that you'll be mentioning happiness level. Uh, you know, the player in the end who is the most happiest to the beach wins mm-hmm. the game. Is yes. that true? And yes. how would you How would you measure that happiness level of the player? So uh, on the board, we'll be tracked that has, you know, the the times on it uh, will also be tracking happiness with like a fairly standard scorekeeping method. Um, you'll have each of the cards will have like um, 
will provide happiness bonuses. And some of them will be like just one time bonuses. Like maybe, you know, you take a cooler of drinks out to the beach and that's like a three point happiness bonus. But maybe if you pair a beach chair with a beach umbrella, you know, maybe by themselves, they each get you one happiness point, but maybe together they get you four. And Mm. that'll all be kind of written on the cards. Got it. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Okay. And maybe what we do too is before each round, maybe there's, maybe the planning part is card drafting. Maybe it's, you know, as you're planning your day, you're, you're doing kind of a sushi go seven wonders thing where we're card drafting, which cards we want for our day at the beach. Hmm. Oh, so you're saying that people will, there'll be a card drafting phase in the beginning of the game. And then there'll be, that is what I'm saying within the past five seconds. Yes. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> that's what I've just I think, decided. <laughs> I think those mechanics came from another game that is highly rated called King of the Sandcastle. So, uh, whoa, no, just, no, absolutely not. Oh, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> How okay. dare you accuse me of paying attention during your pitch? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Okay, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to understand that how how the uh, game end will trigger and who will win the game. So if you could just shine some light on that. Yeah, so game end will be after five rounds. Um, and then, um, yeah, it's let's who's the happiest, and that's that's going to be our winner. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right, uh, Ryan, just a couple of questions for King of the Sandcar. Yeah. Uh, you said drawing eight shapes out of the bag, all right? Mm-hmm. And yep. um, are these Tetris shapes, or what kind of shapes are these? So these are kind of like, uh, they're cylinders, they're blocks, they're, uh, kind of like wider. So you'll have everything from, if you think of junk art, you know, you have everything from a smaller shape to like a tall cylinder to like a roundish shape, something with a concave, uh, top to it. So you can kind of inset a piece. So there's going to be a variety of shapes that you're going to be able to pull from the bag. You kind of, because you're not going to be the one who's draft, who you're only going to get to draft two from that initial set. So when you grab a set, you, it's imperative that you find the ones that are going to work for you. And when you get that last shape, it's going to be really tough because that last shape is going to be the top of your sandcastle. Um, and so whatever the person to your right gives you, you just have to work with it. So it's important to make sure that you have a structure that's going to be stable enough to support whatever the person to the right. Because nobody wants like a weird oblong shape that has rounded edges at the top of their sandcastle because right. it might fall off, right. you know, and any shape, but the person, yeah, sorry. Uh, so any shape that you uh, draw from the pile, you have to add it to your castle, right? You can't keep it. Cor- correct. Yep. So when you're, when you're handed, if, if it's down to three shapes left, you have to add one of those three to your sandcastle. And then the player to your right is going to try to leave you with the worst piece possible. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you have any uh, safety measures for? Uh, so yours is a kids' game, is it? Am I right in saying that? It's it's a dexterity game. Um, I would say it's it's very family friendly because I think kids with smaller hands are gonna are gonna enjoy the building aspect of it. But it's also I think adults will have fun with it, just trying to outdo and trying to risk building a really cool structure, um, even even though it might fall over. So. Got it. And players can play action cards anytime, right? The mean, the mean action. Card. No, so that that's actually the phase two 
the after the sandcastle is built, what you're going to do is you're going to pull cards off of a, a everybody's going to get three cards off of the action pile, and those cards are going to be the second phase of the game. So just because you built a really cool structure doesn't mean you're going to make it to the end because phase two is kind of like the uh, the take that mechanism. Right. You're going to have to figure out how to use those action cards to benefit yourself and mess up other players. Right, right, right. And virtually any number of people can play this game, or do you have a... I said three to four, but I I mean, you could have five to six if you had... I think the only restriction would be having enough wooden pieces. You would obviously have to... And maybe you don't have eight wooden pieces to start off with. Maybe you decrease it to six as the player count climbs. Got it. Got it. Yep. That's interesting. I kind of like King of the Sandcastle right now because I personally like uh, dexterity games more. Uh, oh, no. Oh, Again oh, with the okay. stalking, Ryan. Uh, I did not stalk. I didn't stalk. Don't even lie. Rick, I, I know some players I, in the community, you know, who will obviously, uh, you, know, uh, you know, have some issues with the happiness level factor of your game. Uh, that... When they when they play a game and they're like you know but I'm happy you know giving someone else uh, you know this card this this uncle in a thong card right so my happiness <laughs> level should increase right I'm kind of I'm I'm bothering someone else on a beach I, I'm my happiness level should increase why not right so it's it's very subjective uh, thing that has happened over there in playing of the cards in your game uh, meanwhile in King of the Castle I like that there is a specific uh, you know action phase. Where all uh, the action card phase, where you actually have to play the cards and you have to be mean. I'm a little bit worried about uh, also again human players who just purposely put the card so uh, you know so fast or something to make shake the table and make sure that the other somebody else's uh, castle is disrupted. I think. Yeah, I think I think there would be a general rule, kind of like something like Tokyo Highway or something like that, that you are. Are, are as careful as possible. Um, if uh, I would say that we would have a rule in the game that if you cause, if you bumped another player saying castle, that's an automatic disqualification or something like that. Um, similar to Tokyo. Uh, well, Tokyo highway has a, has a rule where you have to place your piece gently, but you'll end up, you have to, if you bump somebody else's, you have to place it back exactly in the fashion that it was built originally. So, right. Right. Yeah. I can see, I can see, I mean, this game might not go well with my group, King of the Sandcastle, because my group, mm-hmm. everyone is a juvenile, honestly. Uh, they are not <laughs> going to follow this rule at all. Uh, you know, they're always going to have some accidental bump <laughs> all the time and they're going to make each other's and we are never going to end up playing the game. But I can see why uh, King of the Sandcastle might work for someone else as compared to let's go to the beach. Uh, okay. So I think. Uh, whoa, whoa! Are we saying my game works for no one? Because I think I would enjoy it a thousand percent. I'm gonna. Put- <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? I mean. Okay. Thank you. I'll take. I'll take playing. I'm making a solo mode just so I can make sure I can play yeah, it by that, myself. That, that was that was my next question, uh, Rick. Yeah, do you have a solo mode for this game? It sounds like I'm gonna have to since I'm the only one playing it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> 
yeah but but i i like the uh, the different cards that you have uh, you know the different ideas for artwork in your game and i would like to see that artwork in king of the sand castle you know how when you're disrupting somebody else's castle mm-hmm. you know you are just kind of throwing some water on someone else's castle you're having mm-hmm. an accidental bump you know you're just kicking yeah. someone's castle that way but that would be fun but yeah i think uh, yeah ryan you take this one uh, you got king of the sand castle is yes King of the Sandcastle oh. and King of Willet game. So. Always. Always. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on as our guest judge. Uh, this was, this is fun. I am not a big fan of the beach myself, but it was fun thinking about the beach theme. And actually, Rick, I've got to give it to you. I actually like some of your ideas for your game a lot. One of my, one of my favorite games is, uh, the pursuit of happiness, which is kind of as you, you're, you're trying to make, uh, so Ronak, have you ever played, uh, um, pursuit yes, of I happiness. Have. Yes, I have. You have. So that's a game that I really enjoy where you're trying to have the best life and there's this finite amount of time in the game and there's this worker placement thing with time. I really like that game. And when you were describing uh, this, let's go to the beach, I was thinking about how much I like the pursuit of happiness. So maybe so, this is just an expansion. Maybe what I've done is I've created an expansion. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be true. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna Google some things real quick, and we're gonna pitch <laughs> this right now. Pitch this. Tell them, listen to this episode, and see if we can squeeze this into pursuit of. That's happiness. gonna be a big ass for them to listen to our podcast, but we'll give it a That's shot. That's true. That's true. It's 20 minutes of. Terror. Oh my gosh, they already have so many expansions. This is gonna be hard. I'm actually, they really do. I'm actually looking forward to this. I want to see what they say. Wow, you know, on your old man on a thong <laughs> idea. And, <laughs> maybe that should be in the email subject line it's like you'll want to hear this there's an old man in a thong like maybe that's how it starts that's how you pitch Mm -hmm. so ronak tell people where they can find your content and uh where they can find more of your reviews and content that you create uh around board games uh, you can just uh, look up Chai and Games. Uh, we are there on BGG. We are there on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. So uh, I usually update videos on YouTube and I'm more uh, responsive on Instagram. But again, you know, everywhere uh, I'm available. So you can find me there. Excellent. Thank you so much. So this has been a lot of fun and uh, your theme was really fun. Really enjoy it. And if you want an actual really good uh, beach game, uh, you can check out. Hold on. Let me grab it off my shelf here. Thank you for doing this on a visual, on an audio medium, Ryan. I appreciate it. I just... I know. I love this game. Santa Monica from AEG Games. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't played Santa Monica, it is really, really good. So... Yeah, I, it's a good beach game. Yeah, I, I would I would agree to that. Santa Monica is really good. Awesome, awesome. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode. Be sure to check us out online at oneboardfamily.com and all the social channels at oneboardfamily. Until next time, we'll see you at the table. Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com.